Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello. Welcome back, my friends. I hope that you are as excited to be here as I am to have you here. It's a good day and not because I'm feeling particularly swell, but because I'm choosing to have a good day. Suffering is a choice, as my girl Rebecca Newman in We Crashed would say. If you have not uh, watched that show on, I believe, Apple TV, highly recommend it. It's very, very cringy, but also really fascinating. And just, um, I guess, shows the power of manifestation and how people who might be extremely narcissistic can still harness that power. So if they can do it, you can do it? Question mark. (laughs) The show is really interesting. One, because it's supposedly based off of a true story. I don't know how many of the events actually happened, but if you've heard of WeWork before and their huge crash. Um, This is based off of that and how Adam Newman, the founder, and his wife, Rebecca Newman, somehow climb very, very high, completely unchecked and unhinged. And a lot of what they talk about is like elevating the world's consciousness and shifting your mindset to like embrace positivity and embrace growth. But they lack one very key component to doing all of these things for the benefit of themselves and others and that is self-awareness they completely lack self-awareness so go check it out let me know what your thoughts are I'd love to to chat more with people who are interested also what are your thoughts on starting a discord community or a facebook group or something like that let me know on instagram at sock sounds or at the wellness wave pod I've been thinking more about how we can grow and actually interact and engage a little more readily and get into these deeper thoughts. So let me know. Y'all know what it's all about. I'm here to spill the tea. First off, I'm drinking a classic matcha latte, but I'm drinking it with goat's milk, which is new for me. Ooh, which is new for me. I started drinking this because I really wanted the protein benefits of real like animal milk, but I didn't want to be drinking cow's milk necessarily because apparently it does not contain some of the essential enzymes that help your body digest it. And goat's milk is like a little bit easier to digest, but it still has a high protein content and it also has higher potassium like mineral content. So that's what I've been drinking recently. I was vegetarian and then vegan for quite some time and I have just discovered about my own body that I really benefit from getting animal protein in. Of course, every body is different and digesting and gets nutrients differently. But in general, animal proteins are more complete proteins with all of the essential amino acids your body needs. 
And they also tend to be more bioavailable, meaning that your body can absorb the nutrients from them better. Just make sure, as with any foods, that you're getting high-quality sources, preferably organic and grass-fed and all of that jazz because a lot of animal proteins do have hormones either added into them directly or into the food that the animal is consuming or they're given antibiotics and all of that can really do damage to your hormones. So there's a lot to consider there. Do your own research, but I've just found this has helped me personally. I was definitely my most unwell when I was not eating animal protein. Whatever kind of protein you're getting, you really want to make sure you're getting like around 20 grams at each meal because a lot of things can happen if you're not getting enough, like swollen and puffy skin, also known as edema, fatty liver. You'll start to have problems with your skin and your hair and nails. Your muscles will lose mass, which in turn may impact your joints and not give you like the support that you need because you just don't have that stability. Um, have you could have like greater infections there's just so many ways that protein impacts your body so really make sure you're getting enough that is a big intention and system that I'm building in this year and really sneaking in protein in small ways can be super helpful like using hemp seeds on every part of your meal or just like choosing quinoa instead of rice because quinoa is actually one of the only complete plant-based proteins or drinking goat milk or you know there's just so many ways and that kind of brings me into the topic of today's episode which is my ins and outs for 2023 you've probably seen or heard of these kinds of videos and podcasts and or podcasts or even just like reels and stuff already But I'm just feeling like, you know, we're a couple of weeks into January now. A lot of us are probably starting to feel that post-New Year buzz and high energy wearing off. Maybe you have cheated a few times on your goals by this point for the new year. I mean, hopefully you're making it through January. But I know like from my previous experiences, I have not always been super dedicated to my goals by this point in the new year normally I'll be good for like two weeks and then things start falling off um this year though is looking really different for me because this is the first time that I am focusing more so on setting systems in my day-to-day rather than achieving specific hard set in stone goals and so far I feel like I'm doing a really good job I'm not being so strict on myself that like you can't have X, Y, or Z, otherwise you fail. It's more like I'm going to do these things consistently throughout the week, really make an effort to not miss more than one day in a row, like give myself one day off, but then the next day I'm back on it. So I'm going to share some things that I am just cutting out, releasing, saying goodbye to for the most part. Like I said, we're not going to be all like militant about this because that's not very respectful to ourselves and very loving to ourselves like do you feel good when somebody is literally like slapping you on the wrist every time you like do some little thing that is maybe not quite perfect no you don't feel good so we're being gentle with ourselves this year we are moving slowly in the right direction instead of racing there and then burning ourselves out and not being able to sustain these changes we've made in our lives. The first out for me is drinking alcohol. 
I'm not by any means suggesting you cut alcohol completely out of your life if that is not in tune with where you're at right now. It is totally okay to go out and have some drinks with friends every once in a while. I just know for me personally, it's gotten to a point where I don't really see any benefit of having one or two drinks because even that, I can feel the effect it has on my body. And it's not like a, honestly, I don't really have much more fun when I'm drinking. Sometimes it'll make me anxious or it will make me just feel puffy. I will get like a histamine response. So my face will get all red. I'll get stuffy. I also tend to get really irritable and a lot more on edge and emotional, which makes sense because my Ayurveda composition, my dosha is primarily pitta. I have a little bit of vata too, but pitta is really fiery and easily inflamed and things like caffeine and alcohol and spicy foods and pretty much anything you can imagine would irritate acid reflux is something that you shouldn't eat if you're a pitta um, dosha. So I guess what is really out is not specifically alcohol, but things that you feel like you're pressured to do because it's the norm or it's what all of your friends are doing, even though it doesn't really resonate or align with you. And this could look like a lot of different things, whether participating in some illicit substance or staying out really late or simply just not enjoying like all the negativity and talking bad about ourselves. I feel like this is a thing that girls do is they'll like stand in the mirror and talk about how ugly different parts of their bodies are, how they wish they could change some feature of their face or they want to look skinnier. Or they wish that they're, they were better at doing their makeup or like their skin was better, whatever. We're not doing that. No. So This may be hard to hear, but here's where it's time to ask yourself for the people I'm surrounding myself with really lifting me up and helping me feel inspired and excited about the world and and my future, or are they just constantly bringing me down and making me feel this great sense of dread or like trying to hold me down at their level because whether they like consciously realize they're doing it or not. But here's the thing is most people who have this kind of like behavior or trying to drag you down, they're not doing it intentionally or maliciously they just don't want to be alone where they're at and they do not have the strength or the willpower or the readiness to pull themselves higher up because like let's be honest it's easier to fall than it is to climb right and when a person is already in a low vibrational state chances are that they're not feeling good they're tired all the time and it's just easier to blame everybody else and say that everyone else needs to change instead of taking a look at yourself and realizing like oh I'm the problem it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And it's honestly so much easier to just rely on the same coping mechanisms that you have grown accustomed to that provide temporary relief, but are not going to serve you in the long term. So you guys, it's time to do an inventory. Are you that person or are you surrounded by people like that? If so, there's no shame, but now is the time to start restructuring things a little bit. And it doesn't have to be so dramatic. It doesn't have to be black and white. Like you don't have to completely cut people off. But maybe like instead of hanging out with them four times a week, you just hang out with them once a week. Or if you want this person in your life still, maybe you start suggesting, how about we go to this yoga class together? Or how about we cook a healthy meal together? How about we don't go out drinking tonight? Instead, we stay in and do homemade face masks, you know? And if they're feeling resistant to any of your suggestions, and then do it by yourself. Like, There is so much fear 
I don't, I can't really relate to this because I've honestly always been very independent and I have never been bothered by doing things by myself. Like I just remember in high school, you know, when girls don't want to go to the bathroom alone, like I have never been that person or like, I just heard some, somebody talking about how they used to not want to go to coffee shops alone. I love taking myself on little coffee dates by myself or going to a restaurant by myself. I honestly think it's the spice of life. So try that. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. If you are worried about feeling stupid, um, just don't. But in all honesty, taking yourself on little dates and then just observing the world around you, I feel like is such a great way to get confirmation or clarity on things that are troubling you in your life because you will be so mind blown by how many conversations you hear that are like directly applicable to your life. It's like some 3D form of clear audience like you're hearing confirmations or the universe being like no this isn't for you like you'll know what that means when you experience it next thing that's out this is kind of like an in and out together but we are not stressing about what we're putting in our body if we make a conscious decision to eat something we're going to enjoy that food to the fullest and we're not going to worry about the kind of effect it's going to have on us I just heard a quote that I thought was brilliant. It is much healthier for you to eat all of the chocolate and not be stressed than it is for you to drink a green juice every day and feel stressed. Because if you are stressed while you're putting food in your body, that is going to spike your cortisol levels and completely adjust how your body stores fat and you're going to feel more heavy, more like weighted down because your body is going into this fight or flight mode and worried that it's not going to be able to eat in the future. Like think about it from an evolutionary's perspective. If you were a caveman and putting some food in your body and you didn't know when your next meal was going to be, your body's going to do what it can to hold on to that food and store it as fat. So you'll have energy reserves for when you can't get any other nutrition in the future. So really... What is in is eating mindfully with like sending beautiful intentions to our foods, chewing our food slowly. This is actually the first step in the digestion process. Not only does chewing up food all the way 30 bite or 30 chews per bite, not only does that break the food into smaller parts so it's easier for the enzymes in your body to start to break it down, but your actual saliva is... A part of that breaking down process. So spending time not doing other things while we're eating I think is really important unless you're like hanging out with a loved one. Like having a conversation with a loved one while you eat is beautiful because again that's like you're reminding your body that you're safe and comfortable and that it's that kind of like this co-regulation. Your nervous system can feel calm and so it will use that ener- the energy that you're providing it more efficiently instead of putting it in the backlog where it is not needed. And adding inches to your gut, which from a an aesthetic standpoint, we're not worried about that. We're worried about it more from a metabolic dysfunction standpoint, right? We're not thinking about how this is going to make us look. We're thinking about how it's going to make us feel and how it's going to serve our body. That is what is in in 2023. Next thing that's out is drinking any caffeine, but especially coffee on an empty stomach. Big, big 
No, no. First of all, it's really acidic, coffee in particular, so it's really hard on our stomach lining and can lead to things like ulcers and increase the acidity in our stomach and lead to things like acid reflux and all sorts of problems. Not only that, but it also will cause your body to go into a stress response by shooting out cortisol and immediately putting you into a fight or flight state as soon as you wake up. This can cause like the coffee jitters and anxiety and it can even lead to like hormonal acne and other hormone problems. So I highly suggest that you avoid drinking coffee or caffeine on an empty stomach. I'm not necessarily saying you have to eat a whole meal, but just getting something in your belly will make a big difference. It is wild to me that I used to drink coffee on an empty stomach all the time. I actually don't drink that much coffee in general now. I'm not suggesting you have to cut out coffee completely, but you definitely, definitely do not need to be drinking on an empty stomach. Like I just, I used to have stomach pain and all sorts of issues when I would drink coffee, but it wouldn't happen all the time. Like sometimes I would drink it and be fine. And I was just always really confused about whether I needed to cut it out or not. And now it makes a lot of sense because if I have food on my stomach, it doesn't really bother me. I've also noticed that if I have like a sugary coffee drink, that also upsets my stomach, but that's more the sugar itself than the coffee. Um, If you're going to put any sort of sweetener in your coffee, I recommend using like honey or something natural and not some of those like fake artificial sweeteners that have food coloring in them and stuff. Not the vibe. The next out is endocrine disruptors and neurotoxins. You guys, I'm going to be honest. In today's modern world, it's really hard to avoid most of these things because it's just the world we live in. But we can empower ourselves with knowledge about things that we can stay away from to limit our exposure. And we can also implement healthier habits to basically counteract the effect. So some examples of endocrine disruptors that I choose to avoid in my life are artificial fragrances. So sorry, girls, say goodbye to your bath and body works, candles and fragrances instead opt for like a natural beeswax candle with essential oils. They do tend to be a bit more expensive, but I promise you guys it's worth it. Ever since I stopped using things like that, literally every time I'm around something that smells artificial, I can like feel it in my chest. And, you know, maybe that's because I've become more sensitive due to some health issues over the years. But I also think it's just like when your body realizes that something isn't healthy for it and you make that connection, you like will immediately start feeling bad as soon as you're exposed to it because that's your body being like, um, get that away from me. Hello. Uh, plastics are another. We really can't avoid plastic, unfortunately, but do your best to avoid like BPAs and other like phthalates because those are the particularly bad ones. Also, like, switch your foods out for glass or stainless steel or try and get water bottles that are in glass. Um, use, like, reusable lunch bags or, like, beeswax cloth. There are lots of ways that you can can kind of switch things up just a little bit. Whenever possible, use natural cleaning products. Grove Collaborative is great for this. Also, take a look at what's in your cosmetics and your your general, like, toiletries because there is a lot of gunk hidden in a lot of things that you are putting on your body and if you definitely would not put it in your body then you should question if it's really that safe to put on the outside of your body because your skin is a microbiome it's your largest organ you absorb everything through your skin so like don't 
get it twisted and think that just because it's on the outside of your skin doesn't mean it isn't affecting you. I have absolutely been loving EWG.org. I think it's also called Skin Deep. It basically tells you the hazard levels of a bunch of different products. It doesn't have everything on there, but there's a lot of good stuff. So it'll tell you ingredient concerns, whether it's related to being like um, carcinogenic cancer causing, whether it's likely to cause any sort of allergies or immunotoxicity, reproductive toxicity, um, what's like basically where the ingredients are sourced. Um, it's There's kind of like limited data availability, but it's really like way better than nothing. And it's just so much easier than literally having to go through every single ingredient and Google it because there are some ingredients that you maybe not won't be able to pronounce that like are fine, you know, but There are also a lot that are not fine. Speaking of labels, we're really just making an effort to stop eating things with labels. Eating one ingredient, whole foods, is really the best way to serve your body. I really believe food is medicine, but it can also be what causes disease. As Hippocrates said many, many years ago, all disease begins in the gut. I fully believe that that is true. And what better way to heal our gut than with what we're eating every single day? And why would it make sense that artificial ingredients or things produced in a factory are going to help us heal? It doesn't. If that doesn't like intuitively not make sense to you, then maybe you've got some work to do on unlocking your intuitive powers. Now let's chat about some of my ends for 2023 so that we can leave you guys on a more positive, uplifted note because there are so many beautiful things that you can do for your body. Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm looking at. I think I see like a beehive. There are like a million little bugs flying around this tree. What the heck? One second. I don't know what that's about. It's a weird weird world that we're living in. Anyways, my first in for 2023 is to figure out what your Ayurvedic dosha is. I honestly think this has been a huge game changer for me and my health and in generally just overcoming some of the challenges and imbalances I felt in my body. You, We all have all three of these doshas, but you likely lean more towards one or two of them. There are plenty of resources online where you can just take a quiz and figure out what yours is and then go from there. This next end is also a big principle in Ayurveda and a little tricky for me because I love my yogurt bowls with blueberries and my peanut butter toast with banana on it, but it is really beneficial for your body to eat fruit on an empty stomach. It increases the detoxifying capabilities and uh, fruit is just generally like way more fermentable than most foods so it can cause like weird reactions in your body when you eat them with other foods so for example if you eat a couple of pieces of bread before you eat some fruit the fruit is going to be ready to go straight through to the intestines from the stomach but it won't be able to because the bread will be trying to digest first so that means the fruit is rotting and fermenting and turning to acid in your stomach so if you're not eating fruit by itself or you're eating it after other foods then it can lead to bloating gas and other issues another big principle in ayurveda that is in is eating warm foods more often so Our bodies can actually have a really hard time digesting a bunch of raw vegetables because our digestion may not be strong enough to break down 
the cell walls of these vegetables. If you have a really strong digestive fire, this might be a bit easier for you. So like pitta doshas, which I am largely comprised of, might be able to eat raw foods a bit with a bit more ease. But if you are in the process of healing your gut, I really encourage you to saute your vegetables, steam them, make them just a little bit easier for you to digest and make sure that you are getting the full nutrients before your body is just expelling it because it can't break it down all the way. Our next in is not using our phones immediately after waking up or right before we go to bed. So no more of that scrolling into the late hours of the night. No more picking up our phones first thing in the morning. I don't know if you guys have seen there are all of these beautiful like smart alarm clocks coming out. I really want to invest in one at some point. Um, Yeah, maybe I'll try and do like a brand collaboration. That would be sick. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you'll know that I talk a lot about how if you don't respect yourself and the boundaries that you've set yourself, then the universe is going to basically force it upon you. This has been my experience at least. And I have been trying to set these better boundaries with my phone, right? And because I haven't been able to, I'm starting to develop like texter thumb, which is basically like where my thumb gets locked into a position. It's also known as like trigger thumb or trigger finger. Thank goodness that I have a sister who is a physical therapist and her husband is also a physical therapist and he just got his dry needling certification. So I'm about to go and do that later this week. But uh, yeah, it's been really rough. I haven't been able to use my hands quite as much as normal, but we're making it work. We are staying positive. I really fully believe that this is just once again, the universe being like, hey, you told yourself that you were going to commit to this. If you want to be posting on social media regularly and growing your channels, you need to have better boundaries and not be getting sucked into the like quote unquote research phase of building this community. So what's really in is setting better boundaries in general with our phones, with any like box, any screen. We are not meant to eat out of boxes. I just saw this audio on Instagram the other day and it was so amazing. It was like, we are not meant to eat out of boxes. We're not meant to stare at boxes. We're not meant to stay stuck in boxes, meaning like we're not supposed to stay stuck in our house all day. We're meant to get outdoors into nature. We're not meant to, they had some more examples. It was a really beautiful post and I'm probably going to end up using that audio at some point. So go ahead and hit that follow button on Instagram while you're at it, at Slock Sounds. My greatest in that I actually typed into my phone as a reminder that I have been actually checking off every single day. I've had this issue in the past where if I set a reminder for myself on my phone, I just kind of ignore it and don't actually click complete each day, but I've been good about it. And that is, I am consistent, I am focused, and I am inspired. That is the energy of 2023 for me. Speaking of consistency, another big in for me is consistent movement. This is something that I have always struggled with for a multitude of reasons. I feel like it started because in high school, I was very much so a Tumblr theater kid. I just did not feel excited about exercising. I would go hiking and I would like stay active-ish, but I wasn't like working out, quote unquote, or like playing any sports or whatever. And so that kind of morphed into college when I was probably even less active and I would like go to mosh like shows and get in mosh pits all the time and I had some neck injuries and I've just had a lot of like 
musculoskeletal issues over the past couple of years that have made me feel even less motivated to work out out of basically fear that I was going to hurt myself or make injuries worse or that I wasn't doing things with the proper form. I'm definitely still dealing with challenges related to joint pain. Like I said, I was having some thumb problems and I'm really manifesting that it's not some horrible underlying condition. I've gotten blood work done in the past year and there wasn't any concern about autoimmunity at the time, but I have had some other like questionable blood work and like deficiencies and stuff. I don't, I need to go back and get that updated. That's another in for this year, you guys. Go get some blood work done at some point. It will reveal a lot to you. Like I said, though, I'm super blessed to have a sister who is a physical therapist. Shout out Dr. Allie from Calm Pelvic Health. She has given me so much advice on how to move functionally And I also have gotten the opportunity to work with a bunch of clients in the functional movement space, which has taught me a lot. So what's in is moving functionally, really getting back to the basics. Like your workout does not have to be super crazy for it to be effective. Like literally getting on the ground and doing some glute bridge raises and some like lunges where you're making sure you're squaring off your hips and engaging your core. I think Pilates is such a wonderful thing for this. I've been getting back into yoga as well, which I'm really being careful about to go at my own pace and recognize that I am my only competition because in the past I have injured myself in yoga because I've pushed my body harder than it wanted to be pushed at the time. Like there's a difference between challenging yourself a little bit and then overdoing it, obviously. I, you know, there have been times where like I've either just put too much weight into the wrong part of my shoulder or was like externally rotating from the knee instead of from the hip or I don't know, like placing my hands and feet incorrectly, not engaging the right muscles. You get the idea. But I'm really proud of myself because I've been going to these yoga classes and going at my own pace and not letting the more advanced yogis who are like 20 years older than me make me feel inadequate or like I'm doing something wrong or I'm not good enough. And I'm really feeling good because since the start of the year, I've been consistently going to movement classes, whether yoga or Pilates. And I've been going for a lot of walks and doing things at home when I don't have a a class scheduled for the day. Obviously, I know this is not within everybody's budget to go to classes, but there are a lot of good like introductory offers, and you can do like get get together with a group of friends and do a little program together. Maybe you can let, like um, split a split the bill for some sort of online movement program. I know like Allo Moves has a really great program. Um, yeah, and that will be a great bonding opportunity for your friends. Like we were going saying earlier, some sometimes your friends just may want somebody else to be the leader so that they can feel inspired to level up with you. You know what I mean? The next in for 2023 is better money management. Inflation is real, you guys, and I'm not saying we need to get stuck in a limiting money mindset because by no means does this have to to like impact your financial growth long term. However, I have personally found for myself, I really believe that the reason I maybe haven't seen like a financial explosion in my own career is because I have not yet 
been able to successfully keep my expenses less than my income. I really want to save more money this year because honestly last year did not save enough money and I think it's really good to have a high yield savings to be investing a little bit each month. I have like a little bit of investments going on but I would like to keep that more consistent instead of just doing it every once in a while when I have enough money left over at the end of the month but instead like making it a part of my budget and it, you know, it's a non-negotiable. That's a big goal for, of mine this year. And the truth is, is like a lot of us buy things that we don't need all the time. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't treat yourself because that actually is going to bring me into my final in of the year. But you should be like really mindful about what you're spending money on. Don't like blow money impulsively on things that you haven't spent a lot of time thinking about. Uh, one thing that I found is really helpful is to just have like a wish list in my notes app on my phone of things that I want to invest in. And every time that I'm feeling like an impulse to buy something that I am just seeing for the first time or like that shit pops up as like an Instagram ad, if I really want that item, then I'll add it to that list and then see all the other things that I want to invest in that I need to save my money for. And that way I don't like forget about things that I want. And I know that like when I do have the money to pay for those things, it'll all be right there and I can prioritize what is really going to add value to my life. But really prioritize your health first, especially like if you are not spending, like if you don't have enough money to buy groceries that are organic and healthy, but you're buying clothes or you're buying like just, I don't know, meaningless stuff, junk that's cluttering up your space, but you're not putting your health first, then it's maybe time to reevaluate, you know? And my final in that I would like to share with you guys is to treat yourself. I know that there's this big idea that you have to like do something to be able to reward yourself. But honestly, the fact that you're making it through whatever like the, your work days are throwing at you or whatever challenges your health is throwing at you, like that is enough to treat yourself in my opinion and when I say treat yourself y'all I'm not talking about like dropping hundreds of dollars on some fancy item I'm talking about something simple like buying yourself flowers or buying yourself a nice candle that you can really like light with intention and sit with while you journal or buying yourself a new journal or and then like actually using it that's the key or buying yourself a new plant like little things like this I'm not saying every time you go out to buy something like this, but maybe like a couple times a month, treat yourself to something little like this because it really will bring so much brightness to your day. Like right now I'm staring at these tulip bulbs that I got at Kroger. They were literally like 10 bucks and I, every time I see them, I'm just like, wow, these are so gorgeous. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go check out my Instagram at Sock Sounds. Wow. What is that? Like the fifth time I've promoted my Instagram in this episode it's like I want you to follow me or something (laughs) um no but there's a video that I made on there just about how like bringing some flowers into your home to take care of can really give so much life and joy to your space 
it's like a dopamine hit every time I look at them. So those are just some of my ins and outs for 2023. There are, of course, more of them. I'm sure that they'll get mentioned over the next couple of episodes. I do still want to do an episode talking more about specific like processes for setting systems instead of just spewing a bunch of random things that you should or shouldn't add to your life. Um, I think one thing that's really important as we move into this year is reminding ourselves like we really don't need to cut out a ton of stuff. We need to just focus more on the things that we want to add in and those will like naturally replace the things that are not serving us. So that's kind of why I wanted to end this episode talking about the ends and the more positive side of things because I don't want you leaving this space just feeling like you have to do all of this propagating and trimming and clipping oh I forgot one more in (laughs) is to fertilize your plants please they need food they're hungry you've been starving them for too long no they don't just need water do you just need water didn't think so you need food and nutrients and so do your babies okay anyways that sounded oddly auto-tuned I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. If you stuck around to the end, please do me a favor and go leave me a really quick little Spotify or Apple review. It really helps me out. It helps me build this community. We're just going to keep glowing and growing and also just being happy in the present where we're at because that's really the most beautiful thing that we can do too thrive in life is to love the moment we are in and express gratitude for it every single day that's another in gratitude 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 is the attitude all right i'm gonna leave you guys with that have a beautiful beautiful rest of your week and i will chat with you next time thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the wellness wave podcast If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.